I want to, for the next, next 30 minutes, I think it took me 50 this morning. I don't have the energy I, this evening I had this morning. So for the next 30 minutes, I want to talk to you from the book of Romans in its fifth chapter. There's a lot of talk going around and false teaching and preaching going around and folk are claiming things that are not so true. This name it and claim it business. There's no truth in that. And I don't care who you are and how much you believe. You can't order God around because you claim it. Because you name it. You see a house and go out there and put some oil on them people's house. Tell them what you claim it. You better have some money at the bank. If you really want to claim it, you better, you know. Uh, this false teaching, it had come up in the church at Rome. False doctrine had entered the church by Judas. They were teaching things that were not set. They were saying that certain things were necessary for your salvation. But Paul writes this letter to the church to encourage them that what they have, and that's Jesus, is all they need. In the first 11 verses, it reads thusly. I hope I can stay here. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the NIV. King James, yeah, King James. King James, the new King King James. King, King James, the new King James. Yes, ma'am. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. 
and character produce hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for us, the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though some for a good person sometimes might possible dare to die. But God demonstrated his love for us. In this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemy, we were reconciled to how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received reconciliation. In this message, Paul talked about the joy that comes from faith. The joy that comes from our faith. Our faith causes us sometimes look like when we ought to be crying. It causes us to laugh. It causes us to be happy. Because we know whatever it is, we have faith in the one who can change everything. And don't you ever forget, into each life, some rain gonna fall. It won't be sunshine every day and all day. It, it, you know, it it just won't be that way. I've lived long enough. There was a time in my life when I thought I I I I, I would never experience the pains that my mother used to tell me about. But I've lived long enough now to know exactly what mama was talking about when she talked about that hip, that hand, that knee. You're going to have trials and tribulations, but because of my faith, I don't throw in the towel. Paul lists five reasons for divine justification. And if I'm justified now, 
that mean at one time I was not justified. The believer, the first thing he says, the believer has peace with God. This is accomplished through the work done by Jesus Christ. Before Jesus Christ did what he did, accomplished what he accomplished, we were enemies of God. We were people who were liable to do anything. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, we were people without hope. We were lost. We, our nature was sin. But now, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first thing he said. Then he goes on to say that the believer has access to God. This high Privilege brings about great confidence and joy concerning our future. Because we have access to God. We can go to God ourselves. There was a time in the Jewish uh, community in the early days where you couldn't approach God. The priest had to do all what you needed done. He had talked to God on your behalf. You couldn't go directly to God. You had to go tell the priest. And if the priest felt like it was, then he would talk to God. But because of the work that Jesus done on the cross, we have access to God. This high privilege brings about confidence and joy concerning our future. We have confidence because God has allowed us to be embraced uh, 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 be able to come to him, be able to talk with him, be able to live with him, be able to love with him. This have brought about great confidence in our future. Aforehand, we wondered about the future. You know, we, 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 we were people who really had no future until Christ came and did the work that he did on the cross. And that make us certain of a future because he said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself. What confidence? What, 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 what joy 
and knowing that if I accept him as my Lord and Savior, he's coming back and get me one day. So we have confidence. The third thing he says is the believer has assurance from God. The fact of this assurance, it helps us in times of suffering because we are sure, because we have the assurance. You see, a sick person needs a doctor. And because we have accepted him, we have the assurance from God in our suffering, in our ups and downs. It helps us to know that we have the assurance that whatever we are in, God is with us. The fruit of this assurance is that suffering produces perseverance, which produces character, which produces hope that won't let us be ashamed. Suffering produces perseverance. We, in our suffering, we can persevere. We can be strengthened in knowing that the Good Shepherd is our shepherd. We don't give up to persevere. You don't give up. You don't throw in the towel in the midst of whatever is going on. As I first said, there, there are some difficult days that we all going to have to experience. But in the midst of those days, bad days, we can persevere. And if we persevere, if we, if, we, if we go through what we are going through, if we be faithful in what yields, then it will produce for us a character, a character. And I once heard somebody say, I don't have much. My daddy told me once, He's loaning me his car for the first time. I was going to pick up my girlfriend, Vivian Benson. I never will forget her. <laughs> she, and he gave me the key. On the way out the door, he stood by the door. And he had the key in his hand. And he said, boy, this key to my car 
I'm letting you have it. He said, now, me and your mama, for the last 40 years, we have built a name in this community. We, we, we have character in this community. People look up to us because we have lived in a way. He said, now, you take this key. He said, and remember who you are. Don't go out there and destroy what it took your mom and I 40 years to develop. Don't go out there and destroy it. And so perseverance, trying to do what's right, sticking with the plan, sticking with it produces character, and character produces hope. I'm so glad that we have the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. There was a time when we did not have. There was a time when we were enemies of God. But by Christ's death on the cross, We've been made his children. We have been adopted into the royal family. Suffering, it won't let us be ashamed. The next thing he says, the believer is indwelled by God. And I'm glad about that. The believer is indwelled by God. The Holy Spirit lives in the heart of the believer. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm like Paul. So many times I, I want to do good. I want to do right. But evil, you know, evil is always present. But, but I thank God for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So many times the Holy Spirit leads me in a way of righteousness. I'm glad because it lives with me, and every time I get ready to do wrong, I may go ahead and do the wrong, but the Holy Spirit said, man, you. I was on my way to church here today at 12 o'clock to teach this Bible lesson. I came out of my house, and a man was parked so close to my car that I had to get in on the passenger side and crawl over the centerpiece and all that stuff, and I wore out. 
I mean, I was really wore out. And just about time I got settled, here he come. And I looked at him. My breath was short. And I looked at him, and I, I really wanted to tell him something. But the Holy Spirit. And he was waiting to get in his car. I don't know how he got out. But he was waiting to get in the subject of the glad that because of my belief, because my acceptance of Christ, the Holy Spirit lives, takes up residence with me, and it never leaves. And I don't know how it works in your life, but when I get ready to mess up, sometimes I just really won't mess up, y'all. I know none of you you experienced that, but I'm just going to tell the truth. Sometimes I really want to mess up, and when the Holy Spirit goes to talk, I just said, well, no, I'll pay it no attention. Because there's something else on my agenda. But then... After doing or whatever I've done, the Holy Spirit convicts me. And it brings me back to God seeking his forgiveness. The Holy Spirit indwelled in the believer's heart. The Holy Spirit, it walks with us, it talks with us. And this is God have devoted himself in, in three beings. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So God lives in me. God has taken a residence in my life, in your life, God Walk, he leads, he's in you. And you know something? He's not like people we call friends or family. Family leads us. I mean, family leads us. You know, my mother and my father, I had two of the best parents. They had hell with me, but I was had two of the best parents anybody could have. They loved me. I loved them. But mother and father got sick one day. They died. 
and they left me. Had five brothers and a sister, and all of them died and left me. And the only thing I've had to hold on to was the comforting of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that it lives in me. It ain't nothing you can do to put him out. You can't give him an eviction notice. The believer, the next thing he says, the believer is preserved in God. A believer's salvation is secure, guaranteed by the work that Jesus did on Calvary's cross. Guaranteed. Lords of London, you may have a policy with them, progressive, all state, state farm. And when something happens, they tell you, well, we don't pay that. We can't, <laughs> we can't pay that. Uh, you see, this is why we, you know, we're sorry, but <laughs> we can't pay this. But our salvation, is guaranteed by what Jesus Christ done on Calvary's cross. We're secure. We, you know, talking about good hang. Like when Jesus was on the cross and he told his father, into your hand, I command my spirit. He knew that he could trust himself with the Father's hand. And brothers and sisters, you too, we too, can trust ourselves with Jesus, with God. We can trust ourselves. Sometimes others. But we are guaranteed our salvation it's secure. What did, what he did, what did Jesus do? He died on the cross for us. Could nobody else do that? You know, before Jesus came, they, they searched the heaven. And they found no one. They searched the earth and they found no one. They searched beneath the earth. They went in the graveyard. And Moses said, I would like to go, but I'm a murderer. Noah said, I would like to go, but I got drunk. And on and on and on and on. And they could find nobody. And the book said that one stepped out from under the altar and said, Lord, Daddy, if you prepare for me a body of flesh and blood, I'll go to him. 
and I'll redeem man to you. I'm so glad tonight. I'm so glad tonight that I am secured because of what Jesus has done. Why he did it. Why did he do it? He did it because he loved you. He loved us. He loved us. You know, people love us when they want to love us. Sometimes you please them. And sometimes you can't please them. And, 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 and they fall out of love with you overnight. They let you know where you stand. And it's far off from them. But because even though we were in a mess, even though our lives were messed up and jacked up and we were full-blooded sinners, he loved us. The scripture said, in that while we were yet sinners, he died for us because he loved us. He did it when we were yet sinners. Christ's present work. Christ is still working on our behalf. His present work. And I'm glad about this. I told you a while ago how I mess up sometimes. I'm glad you don't have that problem. But, but Christ now is at work at the right hand of God. Yeah, when I when when I mess up now, Jesse. He, he, he got a covering. And, 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 and I'm covered by his blood. The blood of Jesus covers me. It's a tent over me and my sin, my unrighteousness. It's a tent. And God can't see because Jesus' blood is covering me. I, 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 I'm sure enough glad about that, that I, 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 I can't be kicked out of my salvation. I can't be a, a judge and God get angry enough with me to destroy me because Jesus' blood covers me. He's at the right hand of God in the seed. On my part, when God really don't think I deserve something, 
Jesus is saying, boy, get, get, father, get this man. I know old man. I know Sally. I know Sue. I can't let this be real. Jesus said, give it to him. He's there in the sea on your good news. That's good news. Not only is he at the right hand, his present voice, he's at the right hand of God. Paul also said that Christ died to save us. He died to save us. He died. Not to save himself. But to save us. And now. He lives. To keep us safe. <laughs> he lives now. He, he's no longer dead. But he lives now. To keep us saved. I'm glad about that. I'm glad about that. That my big brother, God's son, that 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 I have a relationship with him. Man. And he he know me and I know him. He know you and you know him. Now, working to keep me safe. Yes. When did he do it? He did it when we were hopeless. Hostile sinners. Yes. Yes, he did. Paul in the verses 12 through 21, he talks about, he contrasts the works of Adam, a sin of sin for Adam. He contrasts them to the works of a senseless Christ. Adam, our big papa, he messed up. He really messed up. And Because he messed up, sin entered the world. Though we was not there, but when we were conceived, somebody said we were conceived in sin. Shaped and iniquitous. 
at birth, at birth. I'm not talking about when you got grown, when you, at birth. When you entered the world, sin entered with you. And if you think I'm exaggerating, go home and watch your, your baby, your little grandchild, and see. You don't have to tell him to do wrong. He's just going to do wrong. You don't have to tell them when they get old enough to talk, they'll lie. And you don't have to teach them that. Sin by Adam in the world. And because Adam sinned, sin was imputed on all people. Oh, yeah. Because of what Adam did. He made sin out of me. He made a sinner out of me. And then Adam tried to say, well, God, you know, it wasn't really me that took the fruit from the tree. He said, that woman you gave, That woman you gave me, she took up the, you know, people have been blaming and blaming ever since the beginning of the world. Sin was brought into the world. Death was imposed upon all man because of what Adam did. Because sin entered the world because of Adam. And thank God, by one man, all men became sinners. But also by one man, many became righteous and, 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 and it was Jesus it was Jesus that made us righteous ain't nothing you had to do with it you didn't have anything to do with it but Jesus and his amazing love made us the righteousness of God. And because we are the righteous, we have been justified. We've been justified. You know, it means something to be justified. Yeah. You 
if you need justification, if you need justifying, it means there's something wrong over here. But because I've been justified, whatever it was over here has been blotted out, has been done away with. All my past sins, they were nailed to the cross. All my woes and old were nailed on Calvary's cross. And because of Jesus' blood, I'm justified. Not only am I justified, I can now be accepted by God. We're glorified. All people now have eternal life if they have the right relationship with God. As people sin, the more and more that people sin and where they sin and when they sin, the more grace was extended, the more grace abound. Sin came, overcome grace. Sin came, overpower grace. Sin is powerful, but where sin is powerful, grace is more powerful. Yeah, where, 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 where sin abounds, God's love abounds much more so. And because of that, we find forgiveness through our Lord Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that I've been justified, I've been sanctified, I've been glorified, all because of what Jesus done on the cross. God bless you. God keep you. Sing with me just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. And if there's one here tonight who neither want to be justified, come. Surrender your will and your way to Jesus, the man who labor. And he will set you free. Come unto him who said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest.
said, just as I am. But that thy blood of God was shed. And you bid me to old lamb Say that one more time for me. Just as I am. But that your blood for me and he bid me he bid me oh lamb I come he turned to God our father we thank you for these moments that you have allowed us to share out of your word. We pray, O oh God, that your word has fallen on open ears and receptive hearts. We pray, O oh God, that as a result of listening to your word, that we leave here better than when we came. Bless us as we go to our boards. Be with us, watch over, see for us, and protect us. We ask this in the name of our Christ and for his sake. Amen.